we don't want them to be so distracted that they drive off the road and have an accident. <laughs> but we want them to remember because that one visual image with the right message on it is really impactful. Buckle up. You're listening to Terminal Exchange. I'm Philip Adams, and this is episode 21 of Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Well, the rain held out, and we had more than 100 runners and walkers making their way around our 5K course this last Saturday morning, and it was a great turnout, and we had a lot of fun uh, running together and raising money for such a good cause in St. Jude. Uh, Really did have a good time with everybody and meeting a bunch of you that uh, showed up. And so far... We've raised a little over $6,000, and and plus, we'll still be adding to that the new spawn match, which will get us to a total of more than $12,000 going towards St. Jude in the fight to end childhood cancer. That is so awesome uh, to see. We will still be able to take some more donations, so you can still submit your donation through the end of June. Just go to newspawn.com slash St. Jude and click the button to donate. Uh, you can write a check to Newsbaum with St. Jude written on the memo line. Uh, we can also take a payment over the phone, uh, all kinds of different options there. So there's still opportunity to do that. And Newsbaum will continue to match all donations received through June up to $10,000. So keep them coming. Uh, we'd love to see a full $10,000 match uh, in the end. But uh, we're, we're doing awesome there. And thank you so much to everyone uh, who got involved in this. We're going to get uh, straight into this week's feature exchange as we hear from Brent Nussbaum and uh, talk about how our well-known series of Faith and Family trailers came to be. Uh, But then hang around afterwards to hear from our CSR group and find out about the things they've been working on to help ensure on-time deliveries for our customers and our drivers. Here's Brent Nussbaum talking purpose-driven freight, faith, and family. Brent, a handful of years ago, you uh, approached me about wanting to do something on our trailers that would convey to the public who we are as a company, um, what we value, and, and kind of do this in a in a unique new way. And now everybody's familiar with our pictures and faith and family message that we have on the side of our trailers, but I want to give people a little bit of backstory on this let them know kind of how this came about, why you even had the thought to begin with, and uh, why you committed to it. So let, let's let's step back, just go as far back as you need to, but how did this whole idea start to develop and, and come about to using the sides of our trailers as a platform to share our message? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that the, the idea went all the way back to my father uh, when he started the company and he ran the company on biblical principles. And uh, he, he, uh, he did his best to treat people well, to utilize the resources of the company in a godly way, uh, to uh, be an example and a light to everybody around him. And, you know, my dad started doing this back in 1945. So um, as he 
uh, went along. He uh, taught seven kids the values of uh, being a Christian uh, and living by Christian principles. And uh, as we, as I took over the business much later, we started looking at our marketing efforts and how we were reaching people. And, you know, um, we didn't want to just subscribe to, uh, well, hey, if you just bump shoulders with them, they're going to know you're a Christian, right? Uh, so we were doing a marketing effort back some years ago, and um, the company started asking a lot of questions about where our values were and what really drove us day to day. And so as we were figuring all of that out, the, the thought came, you know, there's a little concern out there today of, you know, how, how aggressive do you be in, in marketing yourselves as a, a Christian out there? Because it seems like the people that are out there get kind of slapped around. But I really felt like, uh, you know what, uh, if God is with, with us, who can be against us? So um, we started thinking about, well, if we're a faith and family organization, how can we convey that uh, to the traveling public and to drivers that might be looking for a company that treats them better, that uh, really cares about the things that they value. And so we decided, you know, let's convey that on the side of a trailer. Not just put it on a website, but let's impact as many people as we can on a day-to-day basis going across the country. And uh, the first campaign, uh, Celebrating Faith and Family Since 1945, came to light. And we loved it, absolutely fell in love with it. And first thing I thought is, oh, my goodness, we're going to have drivers out there that may not support that. And are they going to want to pull those trailers? So I was a little concerned about that. So as we prayed about it and put it out there, you know, God took care of that concern because after we put that those campaigns on the road, the joke was on us. Uh, the drivers went to look for an empty trailer, and those were the first trailers that they went. <laughs> yeah, they were. They went to to find, and uh, I'd have drivers coming up to me, going, "Man, oh man, I love pulling into a truck stop or along a road. I'm getting uh, positive feedback from the motoring public. I pull into a truck stop at night. People are coming up to my door, going, "Man, that is a, such a cool message and a great graphic. You know, what's that about?" And it gave them an opportunity to share with others. Uh, what we were doing and what we were about. So we we did a number of them that were, uh, one was a father out with his two sons fishing. So we were were wanting to promote family time, a family that was out, you know, camping in the mountains, a father and a son that were out out in Utah that were literally looking up at the stars. And and, uh, it was almost as if they were searching for the creation of the universe. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had another one where a husband and wife was out taking a walk, just alone time with each other, no phones, uh, just out in nature. Had another one with a father teaching his uh, daughter how to ride a bike, and uh, another one with a family out on horseback, and and they were just all enjoying time together, quality time together. And then the last one was a uh, we wanted to do something. Started praying about you know Lord what. What is one of the challenges that we see out there today? And uh, felt like God came to us and said, you know, one of the challenges is people aren't forgiving one another. And what can we do to promote forgiveness? And we wanted to know that everyone to know that forgiveness is not just between a, a, a particular race or ethnicity. 
God meant it for all of us. So we went out, we found people to do this. People actually just jumped at the opportunity to be a part of it. We wanted people that were young. We wanted people that were old, people that were white, black, Hispanic, Asian. And we found all of those people. On their arms, we wrote uh, forgiven and free. And so we're, we uh, we get some really nice feedback. One of the blessings that I have is being able to get an email that Ryan forwards me uh, from time to time from uh, uh, somebody who has taken the time to pull up alongside of one of our trailers yeah. and see the message and go, wow, that was really cool. And we know there's a lot of people that see those on a day-to-day basis. I had a man that uh, reached out to me. He said, I work in an office in Chicago on about the third floor. And he said, I was looking out one day, and I saw one of your messages about faith and family. And he said, I, I, I looked at it, and I said, wow, finally a positive message uh, going down the highway. And he said, I was so moved by it. And he said, I had to reach out to you and, and tell you about it. He said, thank you for promoting you know, such a positive message. Had another woman one day that wrote me and said, uh, my husband uh, just told me last night that he was divorcing me. And she said, I was distraught. And she said, I was out on the highway this morning. And she said, I just didn't know if life was worth living anymore. And she said, I pulled up beside one of your trailers. And she said, I saw that message about celebrating faith and family. And she said, in that moment, I felt God telling me, you know what? It's going to be okay. And I've had numerous of other messages from uh, from pastors. I just had one this past week from a, a lady that was past one of our trucks in a bus with a group of mm-hmm. kids, and uh, she decided to make a, a Bible lesson out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and she reached out and she said, uh, thank you for uh, giving us a message that I could share with my kids as to uh, what was really and truly positive. In my life. I, I think at this point, the the number of responses that we've had from from the public has been easily numbers into the over a hundred uh, oh, responses yeah. at this point, whether by email, by phone call, Facebook, or something like that. We've just had a number of people that have just expressed their appreciation and have shared their stories like that. Talk about making the business decision of putting this message out there. And in weighing the the consequences, you kind of touched on it a little bit. That in this day and age, people get—I'm using air quotes here—offended by different decisions that businesses make. You know, you look at the Chick Fil A's, the Hobby Lobbies of, of this country, and some of the backlash that they receive for their faith-based values and decisions that they make. But here, we've we've chosen to move forward with putting a message of faith and family out there. What 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 was that like for you to take that step of faith? Sure. Well, I have to admit that it was a little worrisome for me. You know, we we do business with some pretty large customers, and the one thing I was concerned about is so what happens if a group that doesn't like our message pressures a large corporation that's public to uh, not do business with us anymore? And we decided that you know that God was really bigger than all of that. And that if uh, we were asked to do that, that he would provide a way for either some other business or for us to see our way through that. And to this day, we haven't had anyone reach out to me uh, or any of the other uh, 
officers in this organization and ask us to, to change the way that we're, we're doing this. Present, we've got 150 trailers crisscrossing the country. I've had a, a couple of people that have maybe not liked the message or thought that we needed to promote another message mm-hmm. as well that have reached out to me. They were uh, kind about it. They they weren't nasty. They said, well, if you're going to put a message out there that is ultimately a Christian message, uh, we think that it ought to include our group as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we didn't agree with them, but we respected the fact that they reached out to us and, and shared an opinion. Again, we strongly feel like we're a, a ministry that is doing trucking to support the ministry. Uh, we believe that God owns this company, ultimately, and that we're just stewards of it. And we believe that He will provide and take care of. And I just was at a conference here the last couple of days and ran into a gentleman, a retired gentleman from uh, Southeastern Freight Lines. His name is Paul Young, and Paul was they're a very uh, Christian-based company. They're very blatant about it. Uh, to my knowledge, they don't have any trailer graphics out there, but they're very open about their beliefs and their faith. And he made a comment that if you walked into their lobby, uh, they've got a statue of uh, Jesus uh, washing the, the feet of the disciples. Hmm. And uh, he said they're just very blatant about what they believe. And and he said uh, over the years that they have done that, he said, I'm sure we've had some challenges, but nothing that they haven't been able to overcome. So, um, you know, we're fortunate to live in a country where we have the opportunity to be open with what we believe. It's not just the values that we share as a company, but it's what we believe that God wants us to promote. And we believe that uh, there's nothing that can be done that uh, He can't see us through if we go about it in the right way. Can we expect to see more of these trailers coming out? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Philip asked that question, and and um, uh, the first few years we did multiple messages in a year, and then we slowed down a little bit. We wanted to continue to pray and ask God what He wants us to bring next, and we really didn't want it just to be another graphic. We wanted it to be impactful in some way, shape, or form. We took a bit of a pause this last year as— uh, as you may know, uh, all may know that we uh, became a uh, partially owned uh, ESOP here in this last year, on our way to a fully owned ESOP here in a few years. And um, we wanted to put a message out on the trailers that we felt like that was really important uh, to our drivers and to the traveling public. Uh, at the And the message is we're employee-owned and we're purpose-driven. We've got 200 trailers that are leaving the factory this year. And they all have that message on the side of the trailers. It'll say Newsbound, but right below that, it's kind of a tagline that says employee-owned, purpose-driven. And we'll see. Um, if I was traveling down the road and I saw the words purpose-driven on the side of the trailer, um, I think if I was one of the motoring public, I would look at that and go, hmm, wonder what that purpose-driven is all about. So I'm going to ask you, what is that purpose-driven all about? Sure. And and uh, purpose-driven to me means that, uh, again, we're not just in the trucking business, that we, we have a greater purpose, and that is to honor God 
in not only in the way that we do business, but um, with customers, but also with the way we treat our employees, the way we treat our vendors. We want everyone to have been in a better place for doing business with us. Uh, that's all part of Purpose Driven. Ultimately, this company, uh, the heritage of this company, we want to continue to last 100 years and beyond. And uh, to me, uh, the Purpose Driven means that we are truly here to honor God and we're here to honor God together. But uh, we're not here for just the purpose of making a profit or uh, just creating jobs. So we want everything we do to honor Him. And the only way we do that is to continue each day to uh, run this company by by integrity, honesty. We want to be able to give back. Uh, and when people walk in the door, we want people to be able to say, wow, this is different than any other place I've been. So before we wrap up here, Brent, I just want to ask if you've got a favorite trailer graphic right now. Of the handful that we've got, which one which one's connects to you the most? Well, I'm a mountains type of guy. So um, anytime I can get into the mountains, I'm uh, you have a hard time getting me out of the mountains to come home because that's just kind of where I connect to rest and to God, really. It's just part of his creation, and I just love it. So I'm going to... Uh, there's a couple of those that have mountain scenes to them, and and we actually, as a few, uh, many of you may know, we did a, a number of these in the mountains. We did uh, what four or five of these in Colorado? Is so, that correct? Yeah, we did uh, five of them in in Colorado. Uh, so the original four, which uh, also includes the horses, then is the fifth one mm-hmm. uh, with the family there, and then we went to Utah for the stargazing and. Uh, the forgiveness group was in in Tennessee, but, but yeah, we definitely did mountains and in, in a good number of them. So, so to answer your question, um, there I have two favorites uh, for different reasons. So, the first favorite is I absolutely love the one on horseback because yeah. horses. I mean, I don't own any. I've never owned a horse, but I've done horseback riding before. It, it just kind of speaks of. Being at a being on vacation, being out west, being somewhere where where you're just kind of free, and uh, there's a whole family that's involved in horseback on that, and I I just loved the scenery, I loved the color that came out of it, mm-hmm. and there's I don't know if any of you have noticed it, there's a a little girl that's clear at the end of things in it, there you'll see the family up front riding, and they're all turning around and they're looking back as if they were trying to figure out where this little girl is. And it just uh, reminds me of the story that Jesus told about uh, going back and finding the one sheep that was lost, mm. and uh, and bringing them back in. It it was just a, it just kind of reminded me of the story. But for that reason, I like that one. But uh, the forgiveness one is near and dear to my heart because I look around today and I see a lot of people. I was just talking to somebody a week ago, and they were talking about their brother and. And uh, really struggling to connect with them. And there was just, you could just tell there was a lot of unforgiveness there. And uh, and I see a world today full of people that, you know, God calls us to forgive one another and to love one another. And uh, I see there's a lot of bitterness and frustration and anger uh, 
by people that are just truly, their, their feet are planted. They're not about to forgive somebody for what they did. And it really destroys life and it destroys um, what God truly purposed and planned us for and the freedom that comes with forgiveness. So um, that's that one's near and dear to my heart. I'm uh, We've got some ideas on what the next one is. I'm just going to I'm not going to tell you what it is, but going to keep uh, that under wraps. We, yeah, we're we're hoping to have one out uh, next year. We don't want to do multiples in one year, but we want to do we want to do a good one. And we want them to be really impactful when people see them go down the road. We don't want them to be so distracted that they drive off the road and have an accident. <laughs> but we want them to remember because that one visual image with the right message on it is really impactful. So uh, stay tuned. We're, uh, we hope to we hope to have that one out next year well on our yeah. trailers yeah and I'm looking forward to seeing where that one ends up going and, and getting to work on that and they've all been fun for me if I had to pick a favorite one it's hard it's tough I've got different connections with with each one of them so it's tough for me to pick one I've spent a lot of time on some of them in particular just working on them on the production end but uh, but I appreciate having all of them and I really like seeing I get excited just seeing them out in the wild, you know, out on the road, getting to see them as I'm traveling across the country, you know, on vacation or something, I get to see one of our trucks. You know, most of the time it's, it's just a standard graphic trailer, but occasionally it's one of those. And if I've got the kids with me, you know, we're pointing out uh, at those trailers and it's, it's a lot of fun to, to be able to see those, but I appreciate the opportunity to uh, be a part of a company that does put that message out there and uh, feels free to do so. So thank you, Brent, for, for your leadership in that. And, and, and sharing that with the rest of us as well. You're welcome. Thanks for having me this morning. And, and again, uh, keep, uh, keep looking out because I love those. Uh, to me, impacting the world um, through a trailer graphic, I mean, it's great. We don't have to rent a billboard somewhere. Uh, we have a rolling uh, billboard. You've already got that space right yeah, there. Yeah, and uh, they get <laughs> thousands of impressions every day. So uh, yeah. just uh, very, uh, it's very cool to have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll see what comes next, and uh, we'll be sharing that as soon as we uh, have it ready. Yeah, very good. Thanks thanks again. Thanks for sticking around at the end here. We've got Angie Green and Oscar Flores from the Newsbaum Customer Service Department talking about their team's 40X initiatives and the things they've been doing to help ensure loads arrive on time. They'll also share about their focused effort to improve the quality of the information in our database by making sure we have the latest and most accurate information on our most frequented customer locations. Angie, Oscar, thanks for uh, taking some time here to introduce your team's wig. You're with the CSRs. Um, I know there's been some changes along the way here in the CSR group with personnel and some movement around. And Oscar, now you're the new team facilitator. I am. Uh, Are you excited about that? I am. It's a new role. You know, I've done something like this previously at a different company, but yeah, I'm excited. Excellent. And and just kind of step back a little bit, Oscar, when you came in uh, to, to Newsbomb here, we had already been, I mean, your team had been rolling with, yeah, they with were, a lot of what they're doing, right? They were about halfway to a three quarters deep in this and just about finishing up. But uh, yeah, um, Angie can explain what we're going from there. <laughs> so Angie, uh, perfect segue there, Oscar. Thank you. Um, you want to just kind of Get us right into what you guys have been doing so far and how you started off uh, this round of 40X. Sure. Uh, thank you for having us. Um, what we started with um, 
first was we wanted to increase our on-time delivery performance for non-dedicated system loads. How we were going to do this is that we were going to use a platform that IT had set up for us, which is called LoadScope. Within LoadScope, it's called Load Status, and basically what that does is anything that deviates in dispatch um, for a load, it will if it's going to be like early, if it's going to be late, it's letting us know that. We're going to use this information to improve our communication internally and then also externally with our customers. And, and are you determining lateness before it becomes late, like before it's actually delivered? Is that correct? Right. Yes. So the what that's what we were looking for is if there were anything that we could fix, you know, maybe it's uh, moving a delivery appointment out, mm-hmm. um, putting a different driver on the load, um, that kind of thing. And maybe that's even before it would even pick up. So oh, okay. Yeah. Those kind of things. Excellent. And so with load scope, then what all kinds of different factors is that even taking into account and looking at when it's determining uh, the status of the load? Mm -hmm. It's looking at GPS locations. Uh, It's going to go off of brakes, maybe other delays uh, along the way. So it's going to it's not going to maybe say what the delay is, but it's going to show us that there has been a delay. So that way we can look into it and see if it, you know, was maintenance, weather, that kind of thing. As it's determining if a load's going to be late, what are, what are some of the reasons that it ends up late? Is it is it sometimes just even a, a bad entry in the uh, delivery time? Is it just other different factors that come into play? Mm-hmm. We we found several several different things. First off, I just like to say that our drivers are amazing. <laughs> We've got such a good um, fleet. So um, it's a lot of times it's a variety of things. Obviously, the winter we had. Um, I don't think I have to explain that any further. I think we all know the winter we had. Um, So definitely weather delays. Um, Sometimes, you know, just too tight of a transit. You know, you you can't go 1,200 miles um, in 24 hours. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think. Well, yeah. No, not not in 24 uh, would be, uh, let's say 11 plus 10. Yeah, no, that's not going (laughs) to (laughs) work. So, I mean, those are some of, like, that kind of Right. So, so, so basically, even it, it, some of it is just a matter of, of tightness of, of schedule, mm-hmm. maybe late departure from, mm-hmm. from the shipper mm-hmm. and all of this. But the whole point of it is for you to help uh, alleviate any issues moving forward. Mm-hmm. Now that we recognize that this is later than what we had scheduled, mm-hmm. you're going in and trying to uh, play liaison, uh, essentially, between driver the load planners and customers. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Yep. All that's accurate. That's exactly um, just anything that we could do to adjust it. You know, maybe um, if we see that a driver's running, a, you know, behind on this load, then it's going to affect his next loads. And maybe we change that right. so that way we're not, it's just not a domino effect. You know, we've stopped it at that one load and the next load they get on, you know, fits them better. Yeah. So, so how has this gone for you as far as, um, Effectiveness. What have you, have you been able to improve on this? How's it? How's it? How's it gone for you? It's gone really well. We've um, we've seen a lot of different things um, that we can improve on. It's definitely helped our um, external communication with our customers. I believe it has helped internally as well. Just being more proactive versus reactive, and everyone benefits from that um, internally. Load planners, driver managers, the drivers as well. Um, we have faced a few challenges along the way. And one thing we've noticed is some of the processes um, need to be changed. So there's a lot that we can do internally um, as a CSR group uh, to change things. So I'm, I know part of the 40X process is, and, and, and establishing your team's 
WIG, your your primary goal, mm-hmm. is that your team has essentially what we call 80% ownership. Mm-hmm. So effectively meaning that we can actually make a difference on the outcome here, on the, the measure that we're looking at. Um, but you were kind of telling me beforehand that maybe you don't have a full 80% control or, or impact in in these numbers. Mm-hmm. That is correct. <laughs> so, where where is some of that? Uh, where are some of the other factors coming into play at? I think that has been our challenge is just determining how much we do own. Mm. I think we kind of shifted our focus and we're trying to change some of the processes so that way we can that we can be effective in increasing our on time deliveries. Um, and we're looking at those to see what we need. To change. Sure. So I think right now I, the best answer I can give you is we don't have that process, and and we I don't think we know exactly where we're going with it. So we've kind yeah. of changed and added some things to our gotcha. um, current forty gotcha. X. So so I mean it's been a learning experience. You've you've had some some success, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. there's still a lot to be figured out mm-hmm. to really help move the needle on this mm-hmm. and and have a have a good solid impact. So I know you guys are shifting gears a little bit. You're, you're adding some other elements into your, your team's activities. So uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, definitely. So uh, we do have a new subwig. Um, we're going to update 600 of the most frequently visited companies at, that we go to most often, of course. That way it'll help improve uh, communications with the drivers so the DMs can quickly go into file maintenance and then they can pull up the information from there. That way they can relate it to their drivers and say, hey, you can park here overnight or, hey, this is the hours of receiving or shipping and so on and so forth. So you're looking at the the 600 most frequented customer locations mm-hmm. right, that, that we go to. Yeah. And, and you're making updates. The updates, um, you mentioned kind of directions or just information as far as the ability to park there overnight, uh, maybe contact information, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. And that's probably what you're expecting to see a lot of. Yeah. Some of them may not change at all. Is that? That's correct. So a lot of these companies that we do go to quite often. So already know these companies and how they work. But some of the processes from those companies has changed or the the contact individual has changed. So those are the things that we're trying to capture, uh, making sure that the receiving hours and the shipping hours are on time or Mm -hmm. if they're strictly by appointment. And if we miss this appointment, what do we have to do in those type of cases? Yeah. So it really helps you be more efficient. And it also helps the driver, ultimately, because now there's better information in there to work with. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're getting a lot of this information kind of by default, aren't they? Yeah, so a lot of the companies they do visit to, um, some of those notes will automatically pop up on their system. And they already have those notes on hand, so they can go scroll through those and um, answer their own questions before even having to call their DM. And now with Link and load messages coming through there, uh, now with the GeoTab in place, that's even slicker than what we had going on with with PeopleNet. So I think the, the effectiveness will be that much greater, sounds yeah. like to me. So. Yeah. And I'm going to step back a bit here, but um, you've, you've actually already started uh, updating some. It's been a practice. You guys haven't. It's yeah. not been off the radar this entire time. Uh, it's not like we don't go in and update already, right? Right. So initially, um, there was just supposed to clean up file maintenance whenever we can. It was like maybe one per week per CSR. So it wasn't really anything uh, forcing us to to get it done. But now with this new wig that we're starting, it'll definitely uh, enforce us to get more. It'll enforce us to get more companies updated. Yeah. Well, and it's it's it'll be a nice good sprint type of effort. 
I think, uh, to, to get in there. And especially as we've been growing and we've got some newer customers coming in, new accounts that are probably rising to the top in, in that 600 number. It'll be good to have good, accurate information in there. So um, excellent. I, I know, I feel like the CSRs are kind of the the, the heart of NewsBomb a little bit as far as the, you guys kind of help keep everything going and moving together. You work well with all the different departments that are necessary. There's there's a lot going on there that I don't think we necessarily appreciate enough of that you guys do. Well, thank you. And uh, uh, we may never know what all you guys do. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> You're more than welcome to come sit with us. But, you know, thank we, you. we provide candy. You know, there's an extra chair there. I, I'm going to say I, I love this. You mentioned the candy, so I'm going to give you guys a shout out here. The, so anybody that that's listening here, if you come into the office and head over uh, over by Oscar and Angie, there, there is uh, this big clear glass jar sitting up on the shelf filled with, who knows, all kinds of different candy in there, chocolate, sweets, you know, whatever. But it's not just a grab jar. You guys are making us work for it to, to get something out of there. Right. You've got a note on there that, that I think one day, what was it? Um, you asked the question just, just to interact with you guys to say, is a hot dog a sandwich or is cereal a soup? You know, silly things like that, but I love it. <laughs> I think it's fun that you guys engage that way. That's one of the things that I've seen you guys do is really try to engage and, and make real personal interactions with other people in the company. So I, I appreciate that. And uh, I think everybody else does too, but just want to let you guys know that you guys are doing a good job. Really appreciate what you're doing, but uh, I'm going to encourage everybody else to stop by. Check out the candy jar yeah. and, uh, you know, answer whatever questions on there. Talk to you guys. Uh, they'll be better off for it. So, Awesome. Thank you. We'd appreciate that. Um, we look forward to the interactions every day as well. So we've gotten some interesting answers. <laughs> I, knowing the group of people that work around here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and including myself, I, I know you've had some interesting answers. So, <laughs> But thanks, guys. Angie, Oscar, appreciate you uh, and all you guys have been doing. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of NewsBomb Transportation. NewsBomb is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on NewsBomb's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to NewsBomb.com or NewsBombJobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then, go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, TerminalExchange.org.